0: Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. The episode we're posting today is the sermon that was delivered on All Saints Day, November 1st, 2020. The All Saints service tends to be a different service just in general. We often break it up into different groups as we light these candles in remembrance of those within our congregation who have passed in the last year. As part of our worship service today here at Bethany, Pastor Gary and I both shared reflections. We did a conversational sermon that was broken into two parts. What you're going to hear now is those two parts uh, seamlessly linked together. Uh, And again, it's our reflection on the texts assigned for this All Saints Day and the idea of All Saints Day in general, where we remember the promises of Christ's resurrection even in the midst of death and struggle. Alright, that's enough of a preview for all of that. Here it is, the sermon from All Saints Day 2020.
1: On this All Saints Sunday, we are aware that God makes a proclamation that we are saints. That those who are who are remembered in a candle today are saints. Now for us, this This might seem as if the church is getting a little ahead of itself at least bethany lutheran church because so much of what we know as saints are people who have done so much throughout their lifetime that now they are known as saint somebody we have saint paul saint peter saint john we name uh, churches after them because it seems like they have accomplished so much and so they are What would appear to be Saint Lee And yet today On All Saints Sunday We proclaim the Sainthood that is not Something that comes out of a a Church edict But rather is something that, that for Many of us actually began At baptism It began at that Time when When we entered into A new phase of life a life completely with God and so what began there now finds its completion for some today as they are proclaimed saints for our lives and I
0: love what you've done there by talking about baptism because that is kind of this moment when we are declared children of God and we use that language very specifically and we heard it in that reading that you shared from 1 John. And this idea of being a child of God has been something that's been so important to me in my life. And it's been this really good reminder that when other people might be lobbying certain phrases against me or saying cruel things to me, or if I get labeled as, as a failure or a mess-up, that those labels don't matter because of what God has already said about me in my baptism. And it also goes further than that, too. This title, Child of God, gives me great humility, too, to remember that anything that I accomplish, any fancy title that I might achieve, also is secondary to what God has said about me. I am a child of God. And nothing can change that. Nothing can take that away from me. Whenever I lead a funeral, I try and remind people of that fact, exactly what I'm talking about. And so very often at the very beginning of the service, I'll say we're gathered here today to remember uh, the life of John Smith and to celebrate the promise of Christ's resurrection and then I'll go on to kind of list Some of the things that John Smith whoever it might be has accomplished in their life John was a father and a husband and a brother and an avid golfer and a collector of stamps and just list things off and then I'll conclude it by saying but John is a child of God It's a reminder that all of the titles that we might procure in this lifetime everything that's said about us in this life That is secondary to what God says about us And not only that but what God says about us is eternal and forever While John Smith may no longer be an avid golfer He still is a child of God And on a day like today, I think it's really important to remember that
1: It is particularly when you when you realize that when we name these people as saints, we're not proclaiming something about their life that was saintly. We're proclaiming something about God's calling of Mm. them that was saintly. And so when we think about that, we often talk about a baptismal journey. And I think that's so important. We enter into a process of sainthood as a journey. And what's important to me about that is that... um, Unlike most women I know, when I get lost, I just stay lost. And I don't stop <laughs> and ask for directions instead. You know, but that sometimes is part of the journey. And that is for us. So that journey means that I, that I have not been perfect in my life. It means these people haven't been perfect in their lives, but they've been on this journey. It's a journey that, that God called them into, claimed them into, It is this sense of a baptismal journey and as we proclaim them as saints we don't leave out parts of their life We 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 talk about them as saints in totality Mm -hmm. Because that is how god Called them to be real people in a real world And so and so we are on this journey and i'm reminded
0: of something Martin Luther said. And I know I talked about him a lot last (laughs) week, but he—he was big on this idea of paradox. And he talks about how the life of faith has a lot of paradoxes in it, where we believe two seemingly contradictory ideas at the same time. And one of his biggest paradoxes was this idea of saint and sinner—that every person is simultaneously saint and sinner. And so it's this good reminder that, yes, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one is perfect, like you're saying, but we're all on this journey together. And because of God's grace and God's willingness to forgive again and again and again, God doesn't see us as sinner, but God sees us as saint. And so whatever we encounter in this lifetime, whatever struggles we have, whatever sin comes across our life, we are reminded that we are sheltered under the shadow of god's wings that we are saints because god says that we're saints. just about every single year that reading from matthew's gospel is assigned as the gospel reading for all saints sunday and inevitably when i start to prepare for all saints sunday i look to see what the gospel reading is assigned for that day and i read this for the first time and think What are they doing? (laughs) It seems at first like such an odd passage to choose on a day when we want to be reminded of the resurrection. I don't know why they didn't pick a great Easter story about Jesus coming out of the tomb because it seems like that's the type of thing we want to hear on a day like today. I also think about some of the words that Jesus says within these Beatitudes. He says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And what I know and learned in seminary is that when someone is mourning, you should never say to them, (laughs) blessed are those who mourn. These phrases that Jesus utters in the Beatitudes seem so strange and contradictory and not at all like what we want to hear on a day like today. But if I dig a little deeper and I sit with this reading for a little while, what I start to realize is that these statements are kind of paradoxical, like I was saying during our last reflection. They're a little odd and a little off, and it serves as a reminder that God is in the business of doing the unexpected. That God is always coming along and turning things on their head and making us think differently and flipping everything upside down. And that seems like maybe the type of message that we need to hear on a day like this. One that says that God can do the unexpected and that our assumptions about how the world works isn't necessarily
1: how God works. In fact, maybe it's so appropriate to understand that God actually might enjoy these contradictions, that God might be a God of paradox so that we know we're actually called into that. So it's not it's not an accident that all of these things happen now that doesn't mean that god pre prescribes anything challenging that's going to come our way by any means but god gives us this world filled with all kinds of adventures and then god looks at a world that has the possibility of all kinds of adventures and puts people like us in it so i mean god knew already in the midst of these contradictions that God was putting people to live in this world of God's creation. And maybe that's where, it, that's where this, this sense of saint and sinner comes in again. Mm. Because I actually do also like the kind of things that Martin Luther talked about. <laughs> and, and so this sense of contradiction, we just live out completely in the midst of our lives. And so when Jesus was coming to us talking about this, he was really talking about us. There are times when we will feel like we can find blessing in the midst of really big challenges, times when it would tell us, don't be meek, you know, don't be mild, and yet God would say, in the midst of those times, we find blessings in the same way that would God d- would tell us. In the midst of your life, you are going to do some things that you probably will feel so saintly about, mm-hmm. and that's actually okay. I think God is okay when we act like saints, at least those model saints that we have in our lives and yet God knows that's not gonna be your whole life. Mm-hmm. You are going to be sinner also. You're gonna live in that contradiction, not just in the world, you're gonna live it live in it within your own self and understand that, that within you. So these beatitudes that come, let us know that there are gonna be times in our lives where we're going to experience a variety of things some of them Will feel like complete blessing and in other times. God will say look Just look I bet you find blessing even in this moment if you look hard enough Mm.
0: And so it's a good reminder on a day like today that we might be mourning and feeling sad as we remember those people who we have lost and Maybe that mourning period comes up at different times as well And, and it's to say it, it's okay to be sad and to mourn and yet It's also the biggest gift of our faith to remember that God can do the unexpected with that sadness with that sorrow That contradictions can exist and God can do the unexpected I'm reminded of the fact that the cross is the central symbol of our faith We, we have them everywhere And yet if you look at it for face value, the cross is supposed to be the dead end It was supposed to be the end of Jesus's life The end of his ministry and his mission The end of his followers and them leading in his ways And yet it was just the beginning God takes the cross and brings new life And so it's a reminder that whatever loss, sorrow, sadness we're feeling God can bring new life even there too
1: you when you think about that, the cross being the ending, of course, from cross then to tomb. And then it seems like everything that just stopped. But then, it was when the day broke on a new day on the Sabbath that the women went to the tomb. And I'm kind of a fan of, of homonyms when it comes to that. You know, two <laughs> words that are sound the same but different. And this is maybe one of those times when we would say that Death is a time of mourning M-O-U-R-N Mourning And yet There always will be another Mourning M-O-R-N I-N-G And so There's this sense that God continues to find New life Creation In the midst of the most desperate of situations God looks at mourning And promises us a new morning and at early dawn on that first day the women went to the tomb and there they found that God still is at work in the world and so we'll find it too in the midst of a lives of contradiction every new morning is God's promise of recreation for the, for the world but but for our own lives as well. Amen.